This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Bokertov, Anthony, how are you? Bokertov, some um, interesting news hot off the press this morning is that sirens were heard at about six o'clock this morning in Eilat. Um, we understand that this was the result of a missile that was launched from the Houthis. I'm not exactly sure where it came from, whether it was actually launched from Yemen or from somewhere else. Uh, but this was a Houthi-launched missile, um, obviously a r- longer-range missile that uh, was launched, we understand, towards Israel. The sirens were heard in Eilat, um, and uh, Israel's arrow system was deployed in order to intercept the system, uh, to intercept the incoming missile. And we understand that the interception was actually seen over a lot. It was um, that close. It had come up the Red Sea and it was already in the area of a lot when the Arrows um, aerial defense system actually successfully intercepted this incoming missile. Um, the report that I've read says that the missile was scheduled, was, was destined to land somewhere in Israel, not exactly in a lot necessarily, although that's where the sirens were heard. And I'm guessing that the sirens were heard in Eilat because of the interception being overhead and because of the potential of shrapnel fallout from the interception, which might have endangered people underneath the interception. Um, the report also goes on to say that the missile never actually entered Israel te- Israeli territory, never came um, over Israeli land. Um, but we were certainly seeing some quite sophisticated um, systems missiles uh, coming from the Houthis uh, from Yemen. And that's obviously a fair distance for a missile to come all that way up the Red Sea and uh, already um, come um, towards Eilat. So that is um, on the one hand of major concern to us. On the other hand, we're delighted to see arrows really doing its job and just to remind listeners the arrow system falls into the medium range of uh, medium to long range i'm sorry because actually it's the david sling that falls into the medium range so actually the arrow system um, is designed to intercept the longer range missiles including potentially ballistic missiles those missiles that potentially um, go outside of the earth's atmosphere in the trajectory towards the target. Um, so it's great to see arrows working well. Of course, we have the Iron Dome system, which is the short range system and the arrows for our longer range, uh, the threat from a longer distance away. Um, and it worked very well today. Just another little snippet before we, we continue. Um, next Tuesday, um, Israel will be going to the polls because we have our municipal elections that will take place on Tuesday the 27th. This is an election that was delayed from November. Originally, the date was set in November sometime. And as soon as the war broke out, um, it was decided to indefinitely delay the election. Finally, the date of next week on Tuesday was set. 
and we understand that the polling booths in Gaza are open. Soldiers who are currently serving in Gaza, who many of whom haven't had contact with their families for extended periods of time due to being uh, deployed in Gaza and to being away from all forms of communication, they are voting right now for their local municipalities. And the way that the um, the municipal election works is that you vote for an individual to be the mayor of your city and or town or local region, leader of your local region, and you vote for a party in terms of the representation on the council of the city, town, or regional authority. Um, and the reason why it's important to have this election now, even though we're still in the middle of a war, is that there are certain authorities that are just non-functional. Their councils, their mayors, whatever it is, are just not functioning at all. And those town cities and areas are really suffering as a result of having a non-functioning council. And it's really important to get somebody in place who can pick up the reins and begin the work to rebuild some of those areas which are really, really suffering. So, you know, it's easy to look at town cities like Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Um, or where I live, which is a very well-functioning council and, and things work. And so they've extended the period of time that the council's been in office. Um, but there are certain places where it just doesn't work very well uh, and they really need to have some new blood come through. So the election is really important for them. Yeah. Anthony, we've just got some breaking news that there has been a suspected terror shooting attack near Male Adamim. Apparently it was on the road between Male Adamim and Jerusalem. At least six people wounded. Um, This is just breaking right now. So uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And uh, Yes, I'm seeing just on the the feed that I'm seeing right now, uh, gunshots were fired on Highway 1 near Male Adamim. And just for listeners to know, Male Adamim um, is adjacent to Jerusalem in the direction towards the Dead Sea. So it's in that direction, sort of in the southeasterly direction away from Jerusalem, down towards the Jordan Valley, um, towards the Dead Sea. We understand that at least two people have been murdered, or at least the report that I'm seeing says at least two people have already been murdered and four more have been wounded. Um, and that paramedics are currently on the scene to see what's happening. If if there's an update um, before we finish, I'll try and bring you that, but it's very much uh, new news writing at this moment. Yeah. Anthony, um, about a month ago, there was that terror attack in Ranana, and uh, the terrorist was, was in court yesterday. Um, Correct. Are you following, you obviously are following that story, uh, what what were the sure. what what was the information that was what that was gained from him? Well, quite a fascinating uh, piece of information that's come out, and of course, you rightly point out that the terrorists were brought to court yesterday, um, and the intelligence were able to derive from them that first of all, these are people who were illegally in. Um, Israeli territory. Originally, we, we thought that they might have been um, legal and um, they were working at a car wash in Ranana. Um, there were two people who were related to each other. I think they are cousins, or um, if my memory serves me correctly from the court proceedings. Um, but the, the, and, and what we do know is that a woman was killed and a few people who were very, very seriously injured, including um, some high school students who just come out of school and we're standing at a bus stop when um, the car that had been stolen 
um, as part of the attack, um, mowed into this group of uh, children and, and, and adults who were standing at a bus stop. Um, and um, what's come out from, from the court hearing is that they actually had intended to target the IDF spokesman for Arabic language broadcasting and, and news. Um, he apparently was seen in Ranana. I don't know whether he lives in Ranana or not, whether there's some sort of a link to Ranana for him, whether he's a local or not. That bit I, I didn't quite work out. But we understand that he had certainly been seen in the Ranana area, and these individuals felt that it would be okay for them to target him. And, and not only okay to target him, but that it was desirable. And it's interesting that he was the target of their attack. He is a certain face that is presented to the Arab-speaking community um, by the IDF, and he does a lot of um, press and public relations stuff on behalf of the IDF for the Arabic-speaking community, both in Israel and abroad, and he was actually the person who was targeted, which is really um, quite a, a surprise to me. Uh, we're talking about Lieutenant Colonel Avichai Adrai. He was um, apparently the target, and we, we understand that he had been spotted at a restaurant in Ranana. So he's a visible figure. To be honest with you, when I saw pictures of him in the paper, I wouldn't know who he is. I have no idea who this person is. He's not very visible to the um, non-Arabic speaking community, but apparently to the Arabs, he was somebody um, who they needed to target. Very, very fascinating indeed. Yeah, um, which leads me to a question that Mark has been asking me to ask you the whole week we just haven't had a chance and uh, mark has said uh, third time lucky right that's a that's a little to me um he says please ask anthony why terrorists are not hanged in israel why should they live more importantly terrorists in jail when free or exchanged often kill again so if you want to save lives then maybe execute the terrorists what's your thought anthony what yeah, so this is a, a subject that's definitely hot um, in the Israeli arena right now, um, the whole issue of capital punishment and whether it exists in Israel. Just to remind listeners, they, the only um, person who has been, has been sentenced to death by an Israeli court and where the death sentence was actually carried out um, was, of course, Eichmann, um, who was brought to trial for atrocities that he committed during the Shoah. He was captured in a very elaborate um, Mossad operation in South America, brought to Israel, where um, uh, victims were allowed to voice. It was a very, very emotional trial, and he was ultimately sentenced to death, and that death sentence was carried out. The, the death sentence does exist in Israel, but it's, it's almost never applied. Um, and there is some argument that it could be relevant to people, to terrorists, particularly those who perpetrated atrocities on October the 7th. Um, but the, the Israeli public, I don't think, are quite ready for that yet. Um, and there, as I said, there is a dialogue and there is a debate and there is quite a lot of support for the notion of capital punishment for exactly the reasons that Mark set out. We're all very aware of the cost of having prisoners in, in our jails. We do adhere to Geneva Convention standards, which means that those terrorists are well treated and they have family visits and they're allowed to study and they have access to TV and they, they're treated like human beings in jail, even though they are convicted of terror uh, activities. Um, and ultimately, as you rightly point out, they could potentially be released in prison their exchanges and of course that's part of the reason why the hostages were captured in order to exchange uh, prisoners from jail so there, there are a lot of risks associated with not sentencing terrorists uh, to death 
um, as part of uh, a capital punishment uh, a law. Um, and there is some talk about potentially strengthening the, the law of capital management to allow it to apply not only to people who per- perpetrated extreme crimes, but indeed um, maybe to soften that a little bit. Um, it's a debate that's ongoing. It doesn't yet apply, um, but you can't rule it out. Yeah, Anthony, that is where we leave it. I wish you and your family a Shabbat Shalom. It has been my privilege to be able to speak to you this last week. Howard is back tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking to you on radio again soon. And I I will be back next week on Tuesday. I'm having a a day break on Monday, but I will send me back on Tuesday with the local, uh, the municipal elections. Just a quick update from the terror attack. We understand that there are eight people who have been injured, three of them who are reported to be in a serious condition, uh, and two terrorists were neutralized at the scene. Thank you for that update. Thank you, Anthony. God bless and Shabbat Shalom. That's Anthony Reich, he's our Israel correspondent. And um, yeah, just uh, crazy times, huh? Absolutely crazy times. And Mark, thank you for sending through that question for Anthony. With that, it is 8.01. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Hi, it's Barry Cohen from the Blue Agency. Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Tzahal, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all. Yeah.